I know when you get older, we start to think about that, but <laughs> they really are. I was telling somebody the other night, every eagle has to fly, but sometimes eagles get out of their nest too early and they don't fly. We're, our job as parents is to raise eagles. So when they get to that place where they can fly, they soar. They see well, and they eat the right food. Can God count on you? We're talking about a miracle on 34th Street. Can God count on you? Now, we already know we can count on God. Now, let me tell you what he's not going to do. He's not going to do anything that pleases your flesh, but he's going to do everything in accordance to his kingdom and as it works in you and through you. So can God count on you? Okay. There's not very many who said that because I don't know if I can say that. I want him to count on me. Listen, there's some things coming. When I was laying in the hospital with pneumonia, feeling pretty bad for nine days, I was thinking, can you count on me to get through this? Really? You know, you think, well, that's not a big deal. Okay, well, you go through it. Yeah, you do it. What Sheila is going through right now. You say, well, he didn't get a miracle. I beg to differ. God called him to go through seven months so that if any of us ever go through seven months, we'll know how to go through seven months. He's a champion. He is a champion. That's what he is. Man, he was an example to every one of us. No matter what happens, we're supposed to look forward and allow God. It's a miracle here. It's a miracle there. But there is a miracle. And what's left will show the miracles of God. Don't you understand? Can God count on you? We know we can count on God. See, we, we get to looking at God and we get to thinking that, well, I don't know if he's going to do it my way. I, let me just settle this for you. He's not going to do it your way. Not being ugly. I'm not going to give you this right here and go, he's going to do it your way. And bat my eyes and go, it's all good. Because sometimes it doesn't feel all good, but God's good. And he's going to do it his way for the benefit of his kingdom. And if you'll stay tight with him, you'll benefit as well. That's how good God is. That's how God works. Can God count on you? Don't you think about this. There's things coming ahead of our life that you're going to be put to the test. Can God count on you? Some of you are already in them. Are you not? Are you not? Many of you, I can point to, you're already in them. And if you are not in them, you're going through them. And if you're not going to go through them at this point, they're headed your way. And it's not that God is destined to us hard times. It's the fact that we have to, sometimes he allows us to go through this stuff because until this flesh dies, it's going to be given the opportunity like a candle to burn wax to manifest the aroma of God. That's what he wants us to do. Boy, you can always tell when we don't like what God's doing. In me, let me just tell you how. Because I can pitch a wall-eyed hissy fit. Country folk know what a hissy fit is. Some of y'all don't know. Steve, you know what a hissy fit is. <laughs> Dang right out there. Can we get a throw one right now? No, your wife puts you in check. I ain't worried about that. Can God count on you? Now, I want you to hear this. Can God count on you? I really want you to consider this tonight. I want you to walk out today. We were singing praise and worship. Christian was leading. Man, I didn't even want to quit. I just want to stay in there. And I know we can't do that all the time because that's what most of us want to do. We just want to stay at the altar because if you stay at the altar, but what you haven't figured out is you are the altar. Yeah. You are the holy of holies. That's where God resides, inside your heart, but you think it's some 
form of religion that you have to be here before God speaks to you. He should have spoke to you this morning before you got here. Can he count on you? He said, he doesn't need us. Yes, he does. I'm sorry, but that's the plan that he's chosen. He's chosen a plan that requires him to use us, Howard. Like it or not. Can he count on you? Somebody said, well, he can get it done without me. Yeah, he can wave a magic wand. He can do this or do that, but be honest with you, he's not going to do that. He's going to use us. Why do you think he placed his spirit in you? So you can walk around speaking in tongues? That's elementary, my dear Watson. No, it is. That's baby talk. I'm not against speaking in tongues, but if that's all you think the Holy Ghost is all about, man, the Holy Ghost is your guide, your teacher, your leader, your ever-present help in time of trouble. I mean, the Holy Ghost is what makes you, for God, able to count on you. That's why some of you can't count on right now, because you're leading. You know what they said? Let's see, what did Peter say? I'll tell you one thing, Jesus. They'll all leave you, but I guarantee you, I'll be here to the death. Well, did he not? Help me, somebody. He was telling Jesus, by God, you count on me. How about just all of them? When he went to Gethsemane, he said, can y'all just pray for me, pray with me for an hour? Are you kidding me? Don't shout me down, but preachers have to say this because they want to. Can't even come to prayer meeting. Don't worry about it being an hour. We don't even think prayer is important. Jesus, God in the flesh, thought it was important. Wow. But we're too busy. You're exactly right. You're too busy. You said it when you said you're too busy. We think if we don't put our kid in every single event, they might get bored. No, they might learn how to have a relationship with somebody that's real instead of always having to perform and do something. And if they don't get a trophy, we have to lie to them and tell them they really were the best. But it was the coach's kid that got the trophy. I ain't getting no amen out of that stuff. <laughs> and some of you will go put your kid in that select ball and you'll chase them all, take your whole family all over hell's half acres in the summer, paying so much money you don't know what to do that you can't afford. But my kid's going to get a scholarship. What do you do when they don't? Can't get that money back. And your other poor kids, you dragging around all over the acres. That's all the world is right now. It's hell's half. You understand? That's why it's not, not going to stay that way. It's going to have to burn up before it becomes ours. Come on, somebody. Can you pray with me? Uh, Jesus, I don't care what the rest of them do. I can hear some of you now saying, I bet you said that, hadn't you? I don't care what the rest of them do. Debo, don't worry about it. Y'all can all fall away, not me. I'm afraid to even think that. I won't even think that. Because I'm afraid God's going to give me that opportunity. And I want to know. I don't, he already knows whether he can count on me. He already knew Peter was going to fall. Didn't mean he gave up on him. Why? Because you can count on God. Oh, help me somebody. Have you ever thought like this? Come on, answer me. Have you ever thought, all of you, listen, I'll tell you what makes me, I have to be careful. I don't want to preach angry. But it just makes me angry. <laughs> I'm really not. But spiritually, it makes me angry that, that, we put all of our confidence in somebody else or some flash or idea, and we're always thinking, well, if they'll do that, then I'm sure that I'll follow God. And No, can you not count on God? 
There's three of you said yes, so the rest of you think he's a liar? Can you count on God? Yes. The only thing that keeps me going, Howard, is that I believe in Jesus. I mean, I don't just believe in him. I count on him. I count on him when I'm going to be like Peter and say, nope, I ain't doing that. No, I don't know who you are. And cuss after I said it, finally. Or curse, however you, if you're country, you say cuss. Have you ever thought like this? Can God count? Did you get up this morning? Come on. I don't even know if I'll get past any of this. Have you, did you get up this morning, Pastor Colby, and did you think at all, God, you can count on me this morning? I don't think anybody ever does that. I want you to start thinking like that. Because if there's anything, if there's, there's only one thing this I know. I can count on God. Now, I'm telling you, I cannot count on him to do it my way. You better help me preach right now. Because some of you don't like it right now, the way I'm preaching. Because he hadn't done it your way. <clears throat> and that's why your spirometer, how you like that? I just brought that up. Let's coin that baby. Spirometer. Y'all know what that is? It's like a gasometer. Huh? Your spirometer has been on empty because you blamed everybody and everything and just not everybody and everything that you're supposed to count on. Listen, I love my wife and she was a great, at the hospital she was awesome and I was pathetic and pitiful. I'm a terrible sick person. Let's tell you how it is. I know that. But I can count on Jesus a whole lot better than I can count on my wife. And you say, well, she's going to get bad about that. She'll say the same thing about me. My yeah. God, she loves me, but I'm telling you, I can't count on her getting me across. I can only count on Jesus getting me across. I can only count on Jesus raising me up from the bed. I can only count on Jesus giving me an attitude that says in the morning when I wake up, God, I know I can count on you, but yes, you can count on me. Yeah. Don't patty cake. Give the Lord a hand clap. God is counting on you. You know this? He's counting on you. Now, this may not be popular for our miracle on 34th Street, but hang in there with me. I'm going to take you to a miracle if I get there. And if I don't, we'll just keep talking. When someone counts on you, it means they, put, they trust in your word that you will come through. You may say that again. See, we're so quick. You know, when, I, when, I ask me, when people ask me that they want to dedicate their children to the Lord... I try to talk to the adults and tell them, look, it's not the children that's standing up here making a vow. It's you making a vow before God saying openly and outright, God, you can count on me to raise my children the way you tell me to. I will be the example, not just here and bringing them to church, but I'll be example at home as well. I'm making a covenant before you, God. What does a baby know? It doesn't know anything. Innocent child. The baby, you think it's making the covenant? No, you kids, you better act right. You know what? I dedicated you back when you didn't know any better. You're supposed to act right. <laughs> Come on, somebody. That's the way it appears because half the people I dedicate to the Lord don't stay in here. Their parents don't. Until their kids start to fall out like a... Rotten bunch of potatoes, and they come back and go, what happened? I go, you happened. 
Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. I'm just being honest. Okay, it's all good. Does that make you feel better when I do that? Huh? Everybody at ease now? We're having fun? Can God count on you? It doesn't mean the task will be easy. You know, this whole thing that, 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 that Emily talked about was so good. I didn't even know this was going to be. This sermon was made before the video. And I saw the video Friday, and I went, God, it goes just right with my sermon. How good is God? It wasn't easy what went down. But God could count on her. As a matter of truth, the task will usually require a level of dependence upon God that you have yet developed. Are you listening to me? You have not developed this yet. That's why when somebody says, well, do you think you could handle if this happened? You go, I always tell them, I don't know. I know I've been given a certain amount of grace, but I don't know if that grace has developed yet. And that's why when we start to go through those things, something happens inside of us that causes us to manifest victory through those things. And we go, God, we look back and go, we did it. No, he did it. You know, I really believe when you, I want you to hear me today. Some of you, the reason why you struggle in the faith is this. When you get born again, I think God writes your assignment on the grace that he gives you. I do. And all you have to do is loose the power of God in you and through you, and God can count on you. That's how easy it really is. Can God count on you? See, you're not going to hear anything else today. You're going to hear this. And tomorrow morning, you're going to get up and you're going to go, God, you can count on me. Why? Because I'm going to do what you want to do. It doesn't matter who it puts me with, who it puts me away from, who it makes mad, who it makes me love. I'm going to do it. Can God count on you? No, really. When you tell your children no, and they don't get to do what they want to do because it doesn't line up with who God is in your life and in your family. Can you tell them no, or do you say, well, you know, it's my, here's, this is another thing that drives me nuts. Well, it's my daughter. It's my son. Don't you understand? Oh, I don't guess I did. God didn't understand, did he? That was just his son. Like your daughter or son is more special? I don't know about this, but if one of our children were to die, and God forbid, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't count near as Jesus' death did. Our children are waiting for somebody in the family to step up and be who we say we are. The whole world is waiting, not for us to bow and, 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 and break the code that we so made a covenant with God when we, when we said we were going to dedicate our family to the Lord and then one of our children takes on the, the, the act of the enemy and we start to bow our faith and contaminate our covenant. Can God count on you? Well, as long as he doesn't let any of my kids get in trouble. As long as one of my daughters doesn't lose her hand, it'll be okay. I'm not being ugly. You stood. As long as one of my kids doesn't demand to live a different way that's out of the will of God. Because when they do, I'm going to say, God, you understand. Really? He understands? So what kind of faith do we have here? What, can God count on you even when it's not popular? Even when your kids say this. Don't think you won't hear this someday, and I hope you never do. God forbid, I'm not speaking anything bad over anybody. You don't let me do what I want, I'm leaving. I love you very much. But God 
counts on me to keep my word in example and deed. I don't want you to leave. I want you to come under the right authority. But if you don't, you do what you have to do. But I can't allow you to make me break a covenant and then blame you for it or make an excuse. That's what we do. I know, you know, okay, let me help you. Feel better? Can God count on you? You going to listen to me? I bet somebody didn't turn me off, had you? It's hard. It's a hard sermon. I didn't know it was going to be hard. Dad's going to have fun and laugh. Like everybody, that dance, didn't you like that dance? Miss Ida thinks she's bad, don't she? <laughs> I'll tell you what, the reason why the world looks at, looks at us, the reason why the world looks at the church and says, who the heck are they? The God they so serve can't even count on them. We contaminate our covenant with such excuses. Can he count on you to be a part of the body? Is that how you're raising your children? Huh? Or have you raised your children? Come on, help me. Y'all don't get mad. Or y'all don't get mad today. No. Are you raising your children that really you didn't know you was going to do this, but when you dedicated them, when you got down, you really, the part of you that's still offended, when you got home, you didn't say this, but you've lived it. You're going to be up there in that church until they offend you. And then you're not going to come back for a while until somebody calls you and begs their forgiveness. Boy, it's quiet in here, isn't it? Don't you love it? Thank you. That's part of the covenant, isn't it? I made old Bo, man. I mentored Bo for nine months or longer, maybe 10 or 11, 12 Hey, made Bo mad several times. I really didn't. It was the God inside of me. Right now, I'm making Rodney mad. God don't tell you what you want to hear. You, you know what I'm saying? He don't never tell me what I want to hear. He tells me what he wants to say, and he expects me to say, you can count on me. Can he count on you to be obedient to his word? Can he count on you to be a servant? Well, when it's convenient, we all know that. Come on. Around Christmas time, we all feel. Right? Hey, pastor asked me anything, but by God come January, I'm wore out. Listen, don't ask me again till next Christmas. Listen, I'm only in covenant when I feel covenantial. I don't even know if that's a word, but it sounds... These are just the normal acts that all the believers must operate in in order for, for God to count on you for the challenge. Have you ever thought why God hasn't counted on you for the challenge? Have you ever thought about this? Have you ever thought about he called on Sheila and her family instead of you? Have you ever thought how and why that he allowed Buster to go through that? How allowed Pastor Kobe allowed, right, allowed over here? Listen, I can point to every one of you. It's all about... He's helping you figure out how he can count on you and why he hasn't chose some of you others because he can't count on you. He already knows it. You couldn't handle it. You'd quit. You'd give up. Well, if God's God, how come Craig didn't get a miracle? He did. He did. If God's God, how come Julie and Robert are struggling with a family member in a situation that they didn't choose? 
because God has chosen them to manifest his glory in a difficult situation and stand the test until, but God wants to know, can I count on you no matter what and no matter how long? I'm preaching better than you, amen it. I can tell my voice is almost gone. Have you ever thought why God hadn't counted on you for the challenge? He cannot take you where you are not prepared to go. Can he count on you? I've heard people say all kinds of things, man. I want God to use me. Well, my God. I've had people come to me and say, I want God to use me. And I say, here's what I want you to do. I want you to practice coming to church for six months. No, I'm not being... I'm not being ugly. No, y'all know what I'm saying. Just six months. I want you to see if you can come to church. Here's what I want you to really do. See if you can come on Sunday and Monday night. I just cussed in here, didn't I? Amen. So. <laughs> so let's look at our miracle on 34th Street. Luke 1, 28 through 24. You get to read a little bit today. Let's go. <clears throat> Maybe we can do this. The... Went to her and said, I don't know about you, and I know we just read this stuff because we all read it since we were little. I don't know if God couldn't have counted on me to soil my britches right then. See, but we read this so wrongly, so, so mundanely. An angel? Come on, if I'm sitting right here and Pastor Kobe, an angel shows up and starts talking to you, I don't know whether I'm going to run away and get out these doors or I'm going to go come. Wow, i got to hear this. I really don't know. Isn't this crazy? Just an angel shows up, but you have to understand why. I told you God has not called some of you. He can't count on you in an arena because you you're not prepared. She was prepared for the angel to show up. Her anointing drew the angel to her. Got it? Everybody getting this? Can God count on you? I know some of you already shut me off because you've already told God, here's the way it's going to work. And God's told you, uh, 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 uh. <clears throat> you who are favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled. Come on, somebody. And his words and wondered what kind of greetings this might be. Greetings? Are you crazy? It's an angel. She's not saying, my God, it's an angel. She said, wonder, I ain't heard a greeting like this before. Wow, I'm troubled at this. Greetings. Are you kidding me? This is a supernatural created creature that the Lord has established to use in ministry to draw us to him. And look what happens here. <clears throat> but the angel said to her, Come on, why when God shows up in our life, are we afraid? Why are we so afraid for God to show up in our life? Are we afraid he's going to ask something that he hadn't already given himself? Are we afraid he's going to ask us to do something he hadn't already prepared us and called us for? We are afraid. Are we afraid he would call us to go to Africa? We leave this like nothing. We couldn't leave LaGrange because we know this is the center of the universe. Yeah. 
Mary, you have found what she, what she found. No, but you understand what she found. She found that place with God that he can ask anything he wants because he can count on her. Because he's fixing to ask something that's nobody. <clears throat> you ever thought about that? What if, you think God would ask you something he's never asked anybody? He could. What would you do? I don't know about this. First of all, I don't even know what being pregnant is. But you have to understand her commitment. You understand? She wasn't worried about who was talking to her. She was going to think about the message here. That's what she's thinking. Okay, I've never, I've never been greeted like this. Somebody must think I'm pretty special, but I really haven't done anything except follow and worship and love God my whole, my whole life. God knew he could count on her. Go ahead. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the son of the most high. This is crazy, isn't it? See, I don't know about you guys, but when I read the Bible, I don't read it like some of you read it. And, and I'm not cutting you down. I'm just saying I read it, and I go, good God, this is a story among stories. How do you even wrap your head around this? That's how I read it. And as I'm reading it, God says, well, can I count on you to believe this? And I go, yeah, Lord, you can count on me to believe this. But I'm telling you, it still stretches my brain. But I can't think with my mind. I got to believe with his. Did you get that? That's how he can count on me. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. And his kingdom will never end. Wow. God could count on Mary. Now, I can't blame her. How can this be? How can this be? Wouldn't you ask the same thing? Listen, most of us are asking ridiculous questions, and what God is asking of us is not near on that level. You know, I griped when he told me I had to change my diet. No, I'm not being funny. I did. That's nothing on this magnitude. I had to choose. Do I want to live or not live? Or if I'm, if I'm going to be, am, am, I, am I going to live in pitiful health? There's, living's one thing, but living and being able to do is another thing. Why could he count on Mary? Because she was the Lord's servant. That's what he calls her. Listen, the first thing you have to be in Jesus epitomized it all was what? He was servant of servants, but he was king of us all. First thing she was was a servant. Is that you? First thing you do when a pastor or somebody that needs something in this church comes up and says, look, man, we need some help over here. I guarantee you, I'm not trying to lift this guy up, but I can ask him to do anything that I need done. This man right here. He'll do it. And you say, well, he may not be gifted there, but he knows if I'm asking him, I need it done. And he's not going to tell me, well, you know, Pastor, I, I, I ain't my, okay, I'll get over there. What time you need me there? I'm, I'm not trying to lift him up to you. I'm telling you, I've, I've been a believer and brother with him for over 20 years. I can ask him anything. I'm telling you anything. I can count on him. 
I love people I can count on. You know, I'm not saying you can count on me. You, you might think, well, I asked you something and you didn't do it. Okay. Maybe I dropped the ball. I'm not saying we all don't drop the ball from time or another. But when God calls on you, can he count on you? It's different. She was the Lord's servant. She was at a place in her faith where this type of miracle could manifest. Here's where she was in her faith. It wasn't just because her name was Mary. It could have been Susie. It could have been anything. But what drew God to Mary is the fact that this is where she was in her faith. Drew the Holy Ghost. God could count on Mary. So who's the next player that would be a must for God to count on? Let's go to Matthew 1, 18 through 24. Y'all read. When as his mother, Mary, was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with the child of the Holy Ghost. this crazy he's thinking about doing away with her and I'm not talking about putting her out to I'm talking about killing her see back in the day you have to understand shacking up was looked upon as something really bad this is 2016 and everybody says you know that's what you have to do before you get married we're not even embarrassed about it as Christians we let our family members we're not even embarrassed about it we em- exactly we embrace it I don't get it. So I'm telling you, when you start contaminating the covenant, that's when you're allowing the enemy to give everything he can pour into your life. And then you blame God for the situation. I'm not being ugly. I can give you a thumbs up anytime you want me to. I love you. But I'm just a preacher. I got a little John the Baptist in me. Maybe a little bit Elijah, but that's who I have in me. And that's the anointing that I have. I'm not saying anything in here because I don't love you. But I'm telling you, we've got to... We've got to quit relying upon whoever we elect to pull our country back into the place it needs to be. It's so embarrassing. Some of us need to get off Facebook and quit talking about who we've elected. Are y'all listening to me? It's God that's going to turn this thing around, not somebody we elect. We have to come to a place where we stand up when somebody says it's okay to uh, murder 3,000 babies a day and say, no, it's not. Don't even think about the worldwide, just a day in America. How many prophets have we killed? How many pastors, evangelists, teachers, how many children's workers have we killed? And we all sit in here and go, yeah, it's no big deal. You know, they all need to have a choice. No, that's American stupid thinking that's contaminated the covenant. Go ahead, where we at? But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream. Don't you love it? Here we go. God's got his own way. Joseph must have had, come on, I believe this, you guys. When I hear somebody that has dreams about God all the time, I know it ain't God speaking to them. Because usually nowadays, God speaks in his word, and he uses his word then he speaks to you by the Spirit or he uses somebody else that's in the Word, not some parking lot prophet to speak to you some stupid message that you think God called you to be a prophet to the nations. 
Shout me down when I'm preaching good. You can find somebody to tell you what they want you to tell you. And then you can go out here and lose your tail out here doing everything. You said, God told me. God didn't tell you nothing. Sit down. Stay in your word. Find out what God will tell you. If he'll tell somebody else, why won't he tell you, D-boy? He don't have to tell me if you'll listen to him. The reason why he uses people most of the time because you wouldn't listen to him anyway. Not you, D-boy. Okay. <laughs> See, when you sit on the front row, you catch hell. <laughs> <laughs> don't leave. Okay. In a dream. I know y'all read this. You've been reading it since you were a little kid. Some of you grew up in such a religious place that by God, he came to him in a dream. He came to him in a dream. He's dreaming. Somebody hit him on the head or he drank too much. That's not it at all. His anointing was at a place where God could count on him. He can count on you to have those kids you have. So he gave them to you. He gave them to you as a gift. Now bless God, do right with them. Quit telling me, well, we love them. If you loved them, you'd keep your covenant with God first. I could preach right now like a wild man. If you loved them, you'd keep your covenant with God because that's what they're looking. The reason why they don't believe your covenant with God because you contaminate it with compromise. You say, why don't you get off that? I wish I could, but I can't. <laughs> Got it, right? Thou son of David, fear not, take unto thee, marry thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. See, and you got to be dreaming to hear a message like this. This is the son of the, of the living God that created the universe. He can count on Joseph because you can't share that message. Let me tell you the real truth. I can barely share this message with some of you in here. Can you imagine God sitting down with you and telling you, listen, young lady, you're going to have a child. Listen, young man, the, the woman you're going to marry is going to be pregnant, but it's okay, don't get mad at her because she hadn't been with a man. And it's a dream, and God's talking to you like that, and you're going, see, but here's the deal. You'd be ready for that dream because your anointing drew that dream. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you that the reason why God talks to many people is because, well, let me say it the real truth, not many people, it's because they're not ready to receive what he's going to say. Yeah. It'd run them out the door. Yeah. Are, are, are y'all getting this? Yeah. You just think this is some little... Silly story that you read in the Bible and every year we get all goosebumpy when we read it. It is a real happening, you guys. He had to tell Joseph what was going down. He had already told Mary the same message, but he only could count on Joseph because Joseph was in a position where he could receive a dream and the message that the dream presented. Now, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, 
Don't you love that? You think the God of the universe allowed himself to be treated like a human being, come through a human womb. It's, I'm telling y'all, I don't read the Christmas story normally like you do. I read it like, Shazam! <laughs> what in the what? Don't you, Robert? It's a miracle! It's a miracle of miracles! Quit looking for some other miracle until you embrace this miracle! This is the key to all your miracles! You gonna patty cake and you can give the Lord a hand clap. Okay. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, it's really telling you, he's in a dream. Did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife. I'm telling you, God sewed this thing up because he could count on Mary and he could count on Joseph because they were in such a position in their walk in the faith that they could receive this message. You know why some of you don't hear from God? You're not ready. He'd be casting his pearls before swine. Don't shut me down when I'm preaching good. Not cutting you down. I'm just telling you, you don't hear from God because you're not ready to hear from God. This morning, you need to get up and say, God, you can count on me. Just don't let nobody cut me off in traffic. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I held my fist up. But I know what you would have done. And then you'd have turned into the parking lot going, hallelujah. <laughs> you'd have come here in front of this church going, Hallelujah. And all along, you know why that you're not going to hear anything from God and everything you put on the show because you'd unblocked the dream he was trying to give you. It's just that simple. God could count on Joseph. He was given a dream spoken to by an angel and then given a choice. Did you hear me? Man, do you hear me? God gives you a message, then he gives you a choice. I don't like that. Give me a message and then say, do it, boy. I mean that. I'm being honest with you. I don't want a choice. You want a choice? You know the one I'm going to choose most of the time. Can God count on you? I have two minutes and 30 seconds. Can God count on you? No. <laughs> can God count on you? Listen, I want you to hear this. He can count on you. Can he count on you to allow him to birth his truth in you? I want you to stay with me. That's a hardcore thing just to say that. I don't know. I'm telling you all. Somebody said, well, could you, what would you do if you were taken in Syria and ISIS got you and were fixing to cut your head off and all you had to do was say that you can't, you don't believe in any of this Jesus stuff and you, you're going to praise whatever, change your whole faith and your kids are there and your family's there and they're going to start by killing your son. What would you do? I pray that I would, that God could count on me. But I don't know. Just being honest. I know in, in America, he doesn't count on us too much because we're so afraid we're not going to keep up with everybody else. So he doesn't really give America much. I, want you to, I don't want to scare you, but I want you to understand if America doesn't straighten up, we're not going to be an end-time player. You're going to be like Rome. They're going to talk about how powerful we once were. But that's all we're going to be. You better hear me. You better quit being cocky Americans and start believing in God as your source. You better hear me. 
Can he count on you to allow him to birth his truth in you so your friends can prosper, your family can prosper, and the church can prosper? That's how the church prospers. Matthew eleven fifteen. Let's see if we can do this. Both Joseph and Mary had ears to hear. This is one area that inhibits the miraculous. You know why I said this is, do you have ears to hear? Because most believers don't have ears to hear. That's why that's written there. It's not written there because of some other reason. It's written there because most people can't hear God. So he says, those that have ears to hear, listen. Mary and Joseph listened. Or I don't know what we'd have done about a Savior. I guess he'd have done something else. 1 Corinthians 2.12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. Means he's got ears to hear. Well, when God's talking, you know what we ought to be doing? Hee-haw, but the problem is when God finally does trickle something down, we act so heavenly stupid, nobody wants to listen to us. Don't shout me down. God spoke to me, y'all won't believe it. Okay, well, act decent. Maybe we can hear what you're saying instead of you act doing weird. God's not weird. He's just opposed to the carnal. And we find God, God violent. You know what Mary didn't do? She didn't start running all around going crazy, going, I'm going to have a baby and I ain't going to have sex. I ain't going to have a baby and I'm going to have sex. What are you doing? Goes to, goes to Elizabeth and Elizabeth goes, oh, hell, Mary. <laughs> That's not what she said. <laughs> no, let's get this right. Hail. <laughs> I meant hail and I said it, but y'all just took it out of context. But I'll tell you what, she might have thought the other thing too. Can God count on you? I'm just serious. Can he count on you at work? You know, can he count on you to, instead of coming to church and looking at somebody saying, I can't believe they wore that? You know, do you believe that they're still driving that same old jalopy? Well, if you've got, you got that much gall to judge what somebody is wearing or driving, maybe you ought to help them out. Can God count on you? This story sounds so mundane. We seem to forget Mary as a young woman trusting her life to God went through a miraculous event of Talking to her, she was introduced to something even more overwhelming. Miracles are introduced, get this, to those that God can count on. So I ain't getting a miracle. Can't count on you. Got to count on you. Can God count on you? Can God count on you when the miracle doesn't happen? I think it's being proved in this church because there was a miracle. But can God count on you on the mundane, every day, getting up, going to work? Can God count on you to be his mouthpiece? But if you don't have ears to hear, you can't be his mouthpiece because what you're speaking is going to be what you're speaking instead of what he's speaking. I love it. Those of us that really don't hear from God, but we don't hardly read our Bible because we didn't get up this morning and say, can God count on us? But we always end up our telephone call with, well, God bless you. And we're thinking that means something. Well, you didn't even read your Bible this morning. You didn't even pray for that person. You said, God bless you. Which God's blessing you? The carnal God that lives inside of you and runs your life? Or the real God that spoke to you in a dream and said, this is what we're going to do? When Paul had his first encounter with God, he was blinded. Y'all remember? 
Knocked him off a horse. Blinded. I'm almost done because my time's out. That don't mean nothing. Throw the clock away. Because I got to finish this. Is it okay? If I, are are, are y'all getting anything or I'm the one having fun? I mean, God's beating me up and I'm going to live it. Y'all, everybody give me a thumbs up. Thank you. But smile when you do. Because some of you ain't smiling. Blink your eyes like this. Help me, Jesus, right? So who is the next player? Oh, I already did that. Sorry. Maybe you need to read it. Maybe they do that page again. When Paul had his first encounter, he had to be led around. God was taking Paul down a path that would prove God could count on him. Huh? See, the deal with some of you is you hadn't been broken. When Paul was blinded, what was happening with him, he was broken. See, but you won't be broken. Why? Because you can do it without God. That's why God don't talk to you. You can do it without him. He's tried to blind you a few times, but you found a way to get out of that. God blinded Paul so he could find out if he could count on him. And he had to blind him so he could count on him. See, some of you have never been blinded in your life. That's why you run your own life. That's why you say the things you say. That's why you do the things you do. And that's why your covenant used to stand for God, but now it doesn't stand for anything. It's so watered down when you say, praise Jesus, somebody looks the other way because that's what Christianity has done to the world. Makes them sick. Because out of our mouth one way we say praise God and out of the other one we're drinking a fifth of whiskey. Out of one side of our mouth we're saying praise God and out of the other side of our mouth we're talking about a woman. Out of one side of our mouth we're saying praise God and the other side of our mouth who knows what we're doing. Acts 9, 10 through 19. I was going to read it but I don't want to. I don't have time. God called on Ananias. Okay? God knocked Paul off a horse, blinded him. You don't think he's blind for three days or whatever. He called Ananias. And Paul is known as a murderer of Christians. So he calls on Ananias and he says, I want you to go over here and I want you to lay hands on this man, a Saul, Tarsus. He goes, wait a minute, isn't that killer? I mean, isn't he a killer? I mean, you know, isn't he an idiot? I mean, he is literally, he, he, didn't he kill that, what was that guy's name? Oh, yeah, you remember. What's his name? Steve? Oh, he killed Stephen. Oh, okay. So he killed. You want me to do what? Ananias, you know, he, he say what now? He, he's trying to, he, he, ever in that dream, I can see him now with a, with a paper towel. <laughs> do that again. Well, that's what you do. Yeah, don't shout me down when I'm preaching yeah, good. Well, you, when God tells you what you're doing is wrong, you know what you do and you don't like it? <laughs> Give me that dream again. Let me read that word again. I know what pastor said, but you know what? We really know he's just a man like us. He really doesn't hear from God. He surely wouldn't preach something like this because my covenant's strong with God. You want me to go do what with this guy? Well, what if he's got some guns with him? Look, stupid. He doesn't have guns now. It's not that time. Might have a spear with him. So what does he end up doing? He goes over. Because he's a man that was able to receive, because of the anointing that he walked in, a dream from God to go lay hands on a man that was going to be the missionary to people like you and me, the Gentile. He could call on Ananias. How many Ananiases are in here? Should be all of us willing to do. You say, well, I'd rather be. No, you don't want to. We've already talked about Peter and the trouble that he had. But just think there had to be a man go to him, but this man's never talked about again. 
That's it. But look at the responsibility that he had to go set a man free that would help free us. Wow. Could God count on Ananias? A miraculous event needed to happen, and God counted on Ananias. Paul was going to be the missionary to the Gentiles, but God needed someone to find, get this, a street called straight for the miracle. I wonder if you found your street called straight. Oh, come on. Some of you are going to sleep on me right now because you're afraid you might find your street called straight. The reason why some of you can't get where God wants you to go because he keeps telling you to turn this way and you refuse to find your street called straight. You go find that street called straight. I'll be glad someday when they change this road out here not Von Menden straight. This is straight street out here. God walks this way. I could go on. I got a couple of more scripture. We're not going to use them. Thank you. Can he count on you? Can he count on you? Can he count on you up there at school? Everybody's talking dirty and ugly and telling jokes, making fun of somebody. Can he count on you? Well, it's hard peer pressure here, ain't it? It's no, it's no different than when you're older. The deal is, normally, you really you don't act like a teenager because you're not around so many people. Now, we've got to be careful because tonight we're going to be around lots of folks. I'm going to be around you. <laughs> so we've got to be careful. We don't act foolish. Don't get out there dancing like you used to dance. Huh? Can God count on you not to be a fool? See, this is a risk. You don't even know that. That, that, that is a risk doing something like that as a church. Many churches have dances all the time. They throw beer in the middle of it. You know what's going on. I don't care what you say. You use alcohol and it loses morals immediately. So when we do something like this, we've got to make sure we're not foolish. We do something like this, we've got to give God glory and honor. We've got to have a great time. We've got to laugh. Am I going to dance with my wife? You know I am. Am I going to pull her up close and say sweet nothings? There'll be something. <laughs> huh? I'm going to tell her God gave me a dream. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> Can God count on you? I'm serious now. Can he count on you? Can he count on you to walk away from your own covenant and walk back into the one you promised him? Can he count on you to walk in the grace that he gave you instead of trying to find a way to water it down and then tell everybody how much you love Jesus when it's obvious by your actions there's something wrong? Aren't you tired of putting on a show that's yours? Can God count on you? I want to ask you today, can he count on you? If you're not born again in here, here's how you get born again. You've got, God, I know you've never counted on me because I'm not worth counting on. But today, I'm going to allow Jesus to come into my heart because he died on a cross to take my sin. And as a result of this, I know from that point on, you place your spirit in me. And from that moment on, you can count on me by your grace. Grace is the power of God that he gives you when you're saved to work through you and in you. To be a co-worker with him to advance the kingdom of God. Anybody in here not born again? You're not saved. You're not sure you're going to heaven. Anybody? I mean it. You need to know this. You don't need to know, well, you know, I was christened as a baby. Do you understand a baby? That's not what the scripture says. There's nothing in the Bible that says that. I never forget talking to Emily Shaw when she first started coming to this church. Blow your mind. She goes, I read the Bible, and it's amazing. 
I read the whole Bible, she said. And it's amazing. Some of the things that I've been doing are not in the Bible. And I didn't know this stuff. Look at this. Is this really true? And I said, if it's in the Bible, it's true. She was excited. She was elated. She was set free. Led her to the Lord. And she said, I got this. Now, you look at her family. That's what it's all about. Being consistent. And you know they're all going to be big. You seen them kids? You seen their parents? My God, they're like another family over here in front of me. God, they're all going to be big. You seen Will's kids? Been drinking, eating rapid grow or something. I mean, one minute they're, the next thing they're taller than me. What is wrong with those kids? What happened to me? That's what I say. I always wanted to be like that. You know, I was thinking this morning, this will blow your mind. I don't know why I'm going to say this, but I just really, I know I'm talking something else serious, but right now I'm on this. I thought about getting some real big heels on some cowboy boots. <laughs> like where I'm about six foot. <laughs> <laughs> but I hadn't had that dream yet, so I'm not getting them. <laughs> Let me ask you today, can God count on you? Can he count on you? Well, I know some of you ain't going, I don't know. I don't want to put any peer pressure, and I don't want anybody doing anything. I want you to bow your head. If he can count on you, I'm telling you right now, I want you to get to a place in your head and your heart and say, I repent, just to him, I repent to my covenant being compromised, and I'm telling you right now, you can count on me. From this day forward, what I told you years ago, I'm standing. If that's the truth, I want you to stand where you are. If it's not, don't stand up. Stay sitting. Because see, you're making a new covenant. There ain't no better way to end this church service than with linking up. So link up. Father, this morning, I love you. I do. I pray for everyone here, Lord, and I pray if I offended anybody through a word of carnality that it's squashed before it ever leaves the room. But I pray that every word that you wanted to speak makes a permanent imprint in each one of us. I thank you for this church. I thank you for the way they stand. I thank you for making us strong, and I thank you that where we are is where you're going to speak to us because we have ears to hear. And what you're going to call us to do, you're going to give us the grace to do it. Pray for each family, each man to be a great representative of yours, each woman to be a great wife and a representative of yours, and every child in here, if they don't have parents that are serving you or committed, I pray that they do. I pray that you bring your parents, and I pray that because they do is because their kids are so obedient to you. I thank you for what you're doing in here in a great and mighty way, and I thank you for the strong Christians that are here, and I pray for the ones that are struggling, because we all can struggle. I have struggled many times in the faith, but I know the reason why I could stay is I could count on you. Now, I pray today that we'd really understand that God can count on us. That's important. It's not 
Well, he loves me. I'll get over that. Do you love him? If you love him, he can count on you. Thank you for this miracle on 34th Street. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 New Beginners Christ.